Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. Mark, the Gospel of Mark, the 16th chapter, verse 14. Later, which is after the resurrection, he, Jesus, appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table and rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes in and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, everyone say signs, will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. So casting out demons is a sign. It's a sign of the authority and the power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God on the salvation for everyone who believes, to the Jew first and to the Gentile. So... Notice he says, those who believe in my name. When we preach the gospel, we're expecting people to believe. But do you believe? Do you believe that when you're preaching the gospel that you will begin to break the power of demonic spirits? Unfortunately, in America, they're preaching a gospel light. Many places... It's not even a gospel. It's a gas pill. It just leaves a placebo effect. People feel good. They think they, they hear some ear-tickling self-help message on a Sunday morning for 20 minutes that they heard something. But we have to preach the gospel that comes in power. And the gospel is not only be preached and proclaimed, but it must be demonstrated. And part of demonstrating the gospel is casting out demons or evil spirits and this is something that we're going to even begin to do more because the world is under so much demonic attack we just you know came out of this wicked demonic pride month where pride and every wickedness is being celebrated. That's where that's the that's the place that we're at right now. Celebration of evil and wickedness and corruption is being celebrated, where evil is being called good and good is being called evil. People are confused. They are under and it's not just mental illness. It is demonic. It is demonic influence. It is demonic deception. People are under demonic oppression. They are depressed. They are under attack. And there's so much demonic influence out there. And we, as the church, we have been called to operate in this authority. So casting out demons is a sign. It's a sign. And not only... This demonic activity we're dealing with now at a heightened level is a sign of the end of the age. 
But we are not just to focus on because people are well, it's just a sign of the times. Yes, it is the sign of the times. But we have signs. These signs shall follow. Those who believe. Do we have any believers in the house tonight? In my name, you shall cast out demons. Now, what are demons? I'm glad you asked. Now, there's a couple of different lines of thought on that, and I'll just share those. Mainly, there's three general viewpoints, what demons are, where they come from, and because the Bible doesn't really tell us exactly where they come from. And it's not necessarily that important. But the Bible does tell us that they definitely exist. And they are definitely here on the planet. They're disembodied spirit beings. And they are seeking to embody people. That's why they love to take over people's minds. And if possible, their bodies even. So they can fully manifest themselves. Demon spirits are looking to manifest themselves. They want to manifest and express. They want to speak. You can turn on television. You can turn on the news. You can turn on different people. And you'll hear talking heads and see talking heads. And it's actually, literally, many times, demons are speaking through people. We just see people, but we, we know the Bible tells us that our battle is not against flesh and blood. But it's against principalities, powers, wicked spirits, evil spirits. And so that's where the real battle is. And the church, much of the church, especially here in, in the modernized Western world, They've ignored, they've ignored the existence of demon spirits. Many churches don't even deal with them. We have people that have been sent here from other churches. Because when they went there, said they said, I need deliverance. They said, we don't do that here. But hey, there's this church called the river. Go there. The general practitioner sent them to the specialist. They came on a referral. And the first service, they got delivered and set free. The devil does not want the truth about himself and his operations disclosed. He hates exposure of his deeds and camouflages himself as an angel of light. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 14 says, For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So he tries to hide behind many agendas and isms and philosophies and movements that appears to be of man, but it is in its core diabolical, satanic, demonic, evil. And we as the church, as Paul said, we are not ignorant of the devil's schemes or tactics we recognize them because we know the word because we know the word because we know what's right and what's wrong what's good and what's evil we can call it out but the church is coming into a place now of course 
you know, we're going to be called bigots and racists and intolerant and, and all that kind of stuff because we are calling out the evil and the wickedness. So part of confronting these demonic spirits is preaching the gospel, the word of God. That's one way we confront it. We confront it on a, you know, basically in a grander scheme, but then we also have to deal with individuals that are being oppressed, obsessed, depressed, you know, and then even possessed. So the Bible doesn't, like I said, tell us exactly where they come from. We do know Satan fell as lightning. He led a rebellion in heaven, drew a third of the angels with him in his deception and rebellion. So we do know that there are these fallen angels. There are these angels, are spirit beings, a class higher than man, were created before mankind. They were in heaven before Adam and Eve were created, these angelic beings. And Lucifer was one of them. An anointed cherub was the worship leader of heaven. And he was anointed. He is the anointed cherub. In Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 12 through 19, we have a full story of the fall, the works, and the destiny of the devil in the Bible. Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus. And it seems like Ezekiel is prophesying to a man. But pretty soon we're going to find out that he's not really speaking to a man. He's speaking to a spirit behind a man. Thus saith the Lord God, thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. You know that the king of Tyre, Tyre, Tyrus could not have been there. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald and the carbuncle and gold. The workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day thou was created. So this is a created being that was in the heavenly garden of Eden. And in him, you can see his beauty, his covering, and then tablets and pipes was placed in him. Thou art the anointed cherub that covered. So he was an anointed cherub, a special class of angels, special class of spirit beings. This can't be the king of Tyrus, obviously. So it's, again, our battle is not against flesh and blood, kings and people in power, but the principalities and the powers that are behind them. And that's the, the principality, the power, the spirit being, the anointed cherub that's being addressed here. Thou art the anointed cherub that covered, I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God, Thou hast walked up and down the midst of the stones of fire. The very altar of God in heaven. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created.
till iniquity was found in you. So iniquity, which is rebellion, was found in his heart. Remember, everything begins in the heart before it manifests outwardly. Being a free will agent, created with a free will, this being began to rebel against God. By the multitude of your merchandise, you have filled, or they have filled the midst of you with violence, and you have sinned. Therefore, I will cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by the reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thy iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic. So trafficking and merchandising. So Lucifer was trafficking and merchandising in heaven. Now, what is trafficking? It's moving, moving things from one place to another. You know, we talk about drug trafficking, human trafficking. I mean, there's trafficking of things. Traffic, cars moving up and down, moving from one place to another place. What is merchandising? I mean, it's the exchanging of goods. Well, what was he doing? What was he merchandising and trafficking in heaven? It's not like he was selling crypto and gold and land and houses, real estate. He wasn't selling a product in the sense that we understand it, but he was selling an idea. He was merchandising, trafficking. He was, he's the original power broker. He was promising power to other angels. Hey, I'll give you more power if you follow me. I'll give you position, I'll give you authority, I'll give you planets, I'll give you galaxies. So he was really promising real estate in a very grand scale. He was making promises he could never keep, as he still does. And he says, thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thy iniquities by the iniquity of your trafficking therefore i will bring forth a fire from the midst of thee and it shall devour thee so hellfire actually came out from the midst of this the fire that was the holy fire that was placed in him became the same fire of hell not only to consume him but consume all those that will follow him i will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all of them that behold thee and all they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at you. Thou shalt be a terror, and never shall thou be any more. So that was in Ezekiel chapter 28. Now in Isaiah chapter 14, we see that he was a powerful angel who became perverted and rebelled against God. And became known as Satan and the devil, the adversary, the enemy. And look at what he said, the five foolish things that he proclaimed in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 14. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? 
Lucifer means the light bearer or the illuminator. That's why this, this thing called Illuminati, it's real. It does exist. And these are people that claim to be illuminated, but they're actually illuminated by the angel of light. They're Luciferians. Most of the people that are part of this world system in the highest levels are Luciferian practitioners. They're part of secret cults and societies, and they pledge themselves to Lucifer for building him a one-world government. It's called the spirit of Antichrist that is at work in the world, the world system. It's at work in the finance, banking, governmental, educational entertainment media under the influence of these various principalities and powers that serve the satanic kingdom the dark kingdom how art thou fallen from heaven O lucifer son of the morning how art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations for thou hast said in thine heart i will ascend into heaven so the five see he was given a free will and using his free will, he said, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Stars of God refers to the other angels. He wanted to be the highest of all the angels. He wanted to rule all the angels. I will sit also. Think about this. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation. That means he wanted to have the highest authority. He wanted to usurp God's authority in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. So he wanted to sit on God's throne basically. He was not satisfied with the delegated authority that he had received. He wanted to usurp authority. That's what the devil does. He usurps authority. When we look at demon spirits, they, they just they push their way in. See, the Holy Spirit wants to be invited. He's a perfect gentleman. The devil and his demonic cohorts are bullies. They want to push their way in. They want to usurp authority. They want to they claim things that don't belong to them. And so they're always trying to invade and they're always trying to usurp. They're always trying to come in and penetrate and possess and, and push, 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 push their way in. And they will keep pushing their way in until somebody says, stop in the name of Jesus. So even as a Christian, see, the enemy, the devil does not have any power or authority over you except what you give him by allowing him. By allowing the thoughts, by allowing the feelings, by allowing the ideas to come in, by allowing sickness and disease to come and wreak havoc in your body, by allowing that spirit of poverty come and steal from you that thief by allowing depression by allowing you know fear by allowing anxiety these are all spirits that will try to come fear is not just a feeling or an idea it's a spirit god has not given us a spirit of fear but a spirit of power love and a sound mind spirit is a fear and so there are many spiritual forces Dark forces at work in the world. And many have even penetrated, invaded the church. 
they'll try to come in and insert themselves into churches, into ministries, into Christians, into groups. And if they're allowed to operate without being confronted. See, I confront things here. I don't let things slide. I confront the Jezebel spirit. I confront the Absalom spirit. I confront the spirit of poverty and lack. I confront the spirit of infirmity. I confront the spirit of fear. I confront those spirits. We don't tolerate those things here. We confront the spirit of heaviness, which is what we dealt with this morning. It's really what the Bible calls depression. It's a spirit of heaviness. So there are spirits at work and you have to take authority over them. These signs shall follow them who believe. In my name they will cast out demons or drive them out, push them out. Because he will try to come in and take territory. The Bible says do not give a foothold to the devil. When he takes a foothold, he'll try to build a stronghold. You got to take care of things immediately. You got to attack it quickly. You got to nip it in the bond. As soon as the thought comes, you got to take it captive. Because those evil thoughts are not just floating in the air, they're coming and they're being spoken by spirits. And anyone that takes that thought gives authority to that spirit. Spirit of fear will speak fear. And if somebody takes that fear, the thoughts, then the spirit of fear will attach itself and will try to start manipulating that person, oppressing that person, start to work in that person's life. Even a Christian. I'm not saying a Christian can be demon-possessed. If you're born again, spirit-filled, you cannot be demon-possessed. But I'm telling you, I have dealt with many, many, many Christians who needed deliverance. And it's mainly in the soulish realm, the mind, the will, the emotions. And their body. Which is what a spirit of infirmity does. Tries to invade and attack your body. To wreak havoc in your body. Trying to destroy the temple of God. If you allow it. And there is also what the Bible calls seducing spirits. That bring doctrines of devils. The apostle Paul warns about perilous, dangerous times in the end times. That there will be many people that will fall from the faith. Depart from the faith, which means apostasy. Departure from truth. Departing from the faith is apostasy. Church is celebrating LGBTQ Pride Month inclusivity. It's absolute demonic apostasy. It's an abomination. Christians that support abortion, killing of babies. It is an absolute apostasy and abomination. It is. It's exactly what it is. It is, and they come, they are doctrines of devils, doctrines that demons teach. They come by seducing spirits, and people end up being seduced by certain spirits. And what is seduction? Seduction is always promising something, isn't it? A seductress comes to promise. So power and influence and acceptance is promised we will accept you we will celebrate you and honor you if you accept what we believe 
But if you don't accept what we believe, if you deny it, then we will persecute you. Go ahead. Rejoice if you're being persecuted for righteousness sake, for word's sake. We will stand for the word of God. And so one of, the, one of the main demonic things we're dealing with right now is the corruption of the word of God. Twisting the truth. Wickedness means twisting things together. Half truth, half lies. Love. They take something out of the Bible. Love is love. No, God is love. And love also has limits because God is also an all-consuming fire. God is also light. Darkness cannot have fellowship with love and light. So there are boundaries that are present, presented by the Word of God. And of course, people who don't want to want boundaries, they want to cast off restraint. And those are all seduced and introduced by demons so they can control and manipulate people, destroy their lives, and take them all the way to hell where they're headed to the lake of fire. So the I wills is pride. Pride iniquity that was found in lucifer's heart was pride and pride comes before the fall i saw satan fall as lightning said jesus thou shalt be cast down to the earth i'll bring forth fire from the midst of you thee to consume thee see so there would have been no hell and no hellfire if Lucifer had never rebelled. Amen. That's where he's going. And there is no redemption for him or the angels that followed him in his rebellion. God will not give them ever a second chance. They had a chance. They blew it. It's over for them. They are eternally lost. And they're called fallen angels. They have fallen there are still holy angels with God, innumerable holy angels. But there are fallen angels. So one line of thought is that these demon spirits, evil spirits, are fallen angels. That's the most common line of thought. Another line of thought are that these demon spirits, evil spirits, are the disembodied spirit beings that were destroyed in the flood of the hybrid hybrid race where the bible tells us in the days of noah the sons of god which is bene elohim referring to angels fallen angels sons of god that left their abode came down to the earth and laid with the daughters of men and then they created these things called the giants the real word really is nephilim it's a hybrid race of beings and that's actually why the flood was sent God actually sent the flood to destroy that hybrid race. Why? Because Lucifer, what was my, the woman's seed shall crush your head. You'll only be able to attack its heel. So he wanted to corrupt the human genome, which is still what he's trying to do today. What do you think this is about? As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. What do you think this whole transgender, trans, transhuman movement is about? It's not just transgender. It's not just changing gender. If you listen to the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, he says the next 
fourth industrial revolution the next industrial revolution will not be will be changing you changing the human merging humans with technology chipping them altering their dna with mrna virus uh, uh, excuse me mrna experimental biological agents what they call vaccine and that's what it's about it's really that's what it's about and they're trying to alter the gmo foods it's all about altering the human genome the things that are putting in the air, putting in the water. It's all about destroying the human body. The food. The food in America. If I'm telling you, you've got to get educated and get out of the... Stop eating the processed foods. It is, it is by design, designed to kill. You need to start eating right. And I cannot even emphasize that enough. And that's a message for another time. But you've got to get you've got to get out of I mean there are things that are I mean I, I saw a video recently about the, comparing the Heinz ketchup from the one in America and from the one from Canada all the stuff in the Heinz ketchup in America is outlawed illegal in in Canada and the same thing there are many many foods that people that that, that you can find on the shelves here in the grocery stores that are actually outlawed in Europe and in my country in Turkey you can never put that stuff but here if you actually went to a grocery store said in the name of Jesus everything fake go and then you there'd be very little left the high fructose corn syrup which is total poison to your liver it's in all the sodas it's in everything the sugar it's in everything you got to stop drinking and eating that stuff you got to eat healthy you got to protect yourself there is literally a diabolical agenda in, in the food industry. And the big pharma, the big food, the big chicken, the big beef, big media, big oil. They're all in collaboration. Part of this diabolical plot. I'm kind of getting, but I mean, we are, I mean, I am actually dealing with demonic things. Because you don't necessarily have to have a demon spirit. You can just go eat the stuff drink the stuff and be under some kind of a demonic agenda and attack against your body and your mind why do you think they're pumping Adderall which is synthetic meth to six seven eight nine year olds in school because they have ADHD it's all made up it's all made up garbage nonsense it's all lies it's all lies they want to destroy the young brain because the human brain is forming basically till the age of 18 and 19 it's still forming and they want to destroy that human brain. what about all the fentanyl and the opioids and the drugs it's all flowing like river through open borders and even funded by CIA and all these other demonic organizations why because it's all about destroying the mind people who cannot think for themselves can't stand up and resist and you have Christians that have been so doped up Christians because instead of coming to the altar getting delivered the pastors and the counselors have sent them to psychiatrists to put them on medication how come 330 million people here in America are are using 70 percent of the psychotic medication in the world how come every other uh, uh, commercial on television is a drug commercial you, they don't even they can't put drug commercials on television in Turkey it's outlawed you can't have alcohol commercials drug commercials you can't have any of that stuff here and then 
if you have this, take this, take this. And then all of a sudden you get to this, like almost sounds like speed tongues. Your ear might fall up. Your, 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 your body might blow up. Your, your, your hair might fall out. Your eyes might pop out of their socket. And you might even die. But consult your doctor. Who, by the way, is a part of the system. Because he'll get kickbacks. I am casting out devils. Some of you need to cast out the sugar. You need to cast out the soda. You need to cast out the, the cigarettes. You need to cast out some other things. The food you're eating, the fast food, it's not good. And it didn't just happen by chance. It's a part of a satanic system that wants to basically destroy humans so how do we get on that yes the nephilim the nephilim the giants the hybrid race so some believe that the hybrid race of course because they were not created in the image of god and they were spirit beings corrupted spirit beings because they were a combination of these fallen angels and their supernatural magical powers of course they have supernatural powers that they could create things or whatever they could do things and and that when in the flood when they died their disembodied spirits remained on the earth and they're still seeking to possess human bodies to express themselves so that's another line of thought on what demons are and the third line of thought which is the weakest is that there are the disembodied spirit beings of the pre-adamic race that died in the first flood the flood of Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 so that's a very weak one but some people believe that as well but it doesn't really matter where they come from and I'm not going to argue about this or that the pre-Adamic race or the Nephilim it doesn't really matter it's a pointless argument what matters is that they do exist and they are here and as Jesus said when an evil spirit goes out of a man leaves the house they go around wandering in what? Desert places, like a wilderness. Like they're, they're like, they're out of, it's like a fish out of water. Because it's a disembodied spirit. It wants to embody a, a human body. Or it wants to go into a house, live in a house. It's been just evicted from a house. Goes around, says, you know what? I need to find me a house. Let me go back to my original house. Comes to the house. Finds it clean but empty. And that's what happens a lot of times. We cast, you know, spirits out of people. We get them delivered, but they come right back. And sometimes they're worse. Because they just show up, they get delivered, and then we don't see them for months. And six months later, they come back, and they're like worse. Because they don't get filled with the Word and the Spirit, and they don't get connected. They're just looking for a quick just wave your magic wand over me pastor there's no magic wand to wave over you you've got to get in the word you got to get grounded you got to get filled you got to get rooted and you got to get connected you got to come undercover you got to come under accountability you can't just float here and there we got so many christians just floating here and floating there like spiritual grasshoppers jumping from church to church looking for the next high Some new preacher comes into town, they run there. 
oh, big name preacher, they run there as if, as if something better is going to happen in their life. The problem is they're not, they don't stay put here. They don't tithe. They don't come to church. They don't do anything. And then they think that just by going to the next big preacher, they're going to get some kind of a breakthrough. And, you know, it'll all fizzle and fade. The honeymoon will be over soon. And they'll realize that they're still looking themselves in the mirror. And they're the devil. That's the devil they need to deal with. Because they got attitudes and issues that they don't want to resolve. And when the moment I point it out, they get offended with me. They run down the street. I don't really care. Do I look like I care? I do care to tell them the truth. But if they don't want to listen, what can I do? Can't cast out stupid. Let me run to a prophet. Maybe they give me a word. Because they call me up 3 o'clock in the morning asking for a word. Do you have a word for me, Pastor? I said, yes, go back to bed. And come to church on Sunday. They didn't like that word, so they run down the street for some prophet to give them a word. Sorry, come to church on Sunday and bring your tithe. No, let's get real here. Because people are looking for quick fixes. So then things get clean, but they're empty. And the same spirit comes back and brings back seven other spirits. And their final condition is, or their latter condition is ten, seven times worse than the former condition. <laughs> so it's very important to understand a part of deliverance. We cast out demons, but then the person has to get certain things right in their life. Because if an evil spirit, there was an influence of an evil spirit, there must have been an open door. And if that door is not closed, the house is wide open. And it'll come right back. So it's very important to understand a part of deliverance is also discipleship. Discipleship. So we got a lot of these people that want deliverance, but they don't want to become disciples. So like I said, it doesn't matter where these evil spirits come from, but we know their natures. The Bible is very clear about their natures, their personalities, just as humans are personalities. Just as a human is a personality with a corporate body, they're also corporate. They work together, legion. They have a corporate existence. They cannot be seen with natural eyes as spirit beings. They desire to dwell in a body in order to manifest themselves. Throughout God's word, we find these evil spirits indwelling human bodies. These fallen spirits are essentially and irretrievably evil, malevolent creatures. They are angry with God because they lost their estate in heaven. Their prime motive is to destroy what God loves or creates. Corrupt God's word, corrupt people, corrupt God's image. Since God's love, God loves the human race more than anything else, they wish to hurt and destroy it. Kill, steal, or destroy. The thief comes to kill, steal, destroy. When one becomes a believer and a radical Christian, there will be a warfare that you'll be engaged in. And 
Make no mistake, evil is very organized. Satan's methods of activity and his highly organized empire of roving spirits in the heavenlies are recorded in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. His methods are suggested by expression, wiles of the devil. That means he's organized in ranks and files, authorities, principalities, powers, world rulers of his darkness, of this darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. These are the heavenlies that are in the earth realm. The devil and his angels or demons have their abode and the base of operation. And there are different spirits that we find. We see blind spirits. We see deaf and dumb spirits. We see unclean spirit used 22 times in the New Testament. Spirit of infirmity. Foul spirit also used 22 times. Deluding and seducing spirits. Remember, there will be an end time delusion. Deception, spirits of deception. Deception is a weapon. Lies, speaking lies in hypocrisy. And people who believe those lies in hypocrisy will be tossed to and fro. Angel of light. All these false religions and cults come out from some kind of, some religious leader who had an angelic visitation. Joseph Smith, the founder of the Mormon false religion, claims that an angel named Angel Moroni came to him and told him about Jesus Christ that came to visit the Latter-day Saints here in America, Native American Indians. That he appeared to these different indigenous tribes in North America after the resurrection. Sometime, maybe, who knows, several centuries after the resurrection that he came and appeared to them and gave them revelation. And these revelations are on golden plates. And they're in a cave. There's always some cave, just like Muhammad. Muhammad was in a cave. And an angel of light came and said he was Gabriel. Gabriel is the angel of messianic prophecy. He's the one who prophesied about Jesus Christ to Mary about the birth of Jesus, Emmanuel, Savior of the world. He never appeared to Muhammad. He was another angel. An angel of light appeared to him, took him, squeezed him so hard, all breath left his body, and then he released him. And Muhammad claims that he breathed it in, in this cave. It's always some cave. Watch out for caves. Nothing good dwells in caves. Bats and devils. And said, Quran, which means recite. And all of a sudden he began to speak, basically. And then he came back and he gave all these prophecies and 
revelations and it was recorded by people and so forth and so forth, but it completely contradicts the Bible. So it can't be God's word. And because it contradicts the Bible, the Muslims say that the original Bible was destroyed and changed. So God had to, the Bible was not changed. God's word cannot be changed. And then Joseph Smith, he goes supposedly, again, he finds these golden tablets in a cave. And these things like hieroglyphics, and then all of a sudden light came through the the, the hydro, hieroglyphics, and he was able to understand an ancient language. And just from a few golden plates, which have, of course, never been found, don't exist. As the light came into him, see, it's always a light coming. Illumination, false light. And then he wrote the Book of Mormon, which is full of contradictions and all kinds of un- unbiblical things. And we have the Mormon cult, and same thing with Jehovah Witnesses. Rutherford prophesied about the end times. He gave multiple dates of the return of Jesus Christ. None of them came to pass in the 1800s. And the Jehovah Witnesses, even though Rutherford you know, is dead and gone and all of his prophecies failed, they still follow him and his teachings. And it's all crazy stuff. And there are many, many other things like that. So all these false religions or cults come from false Teachings that come by deceiving spirits. Is this helping anybody here tonight? I can see nobody wants to leave. There's also another spirit called jealous spirit is used two times. Familiar spirit. This is an interesting one. Familiar spirit. Leviticus chapter 20 verse 6. And the person who turns after mediums and familiar spirits. Fortune tellers basically, palm readers, tarot card readers, all of these. To prostitute himself with them. That's what God calls it. I will set my face against that person and cut him off from his people. Verse 27 says, a man or a woman who is a medium. That means they channel spirits. Or who has a familiar spirit shall surely be put to death they shall stone them with stone stones their blood shall be upon them so what is a familiar spirit it's a spirit that is familiar with you or your family people come to me all the time i saw my dead grandmother in a vision she came and spoke to me that is a familiar spirit that's not your dead grandmother's spirit well the spirit knew things about my grandmother yes because that spirit has been around for centuries Knew your mother, your grandmother, your great-grandmother and great-great-grandmother and followed your family around and is familiar with your family. And will try to, and people that channel these spirits will speak. That's what happens. People go to fortune tellers and fortune tellers knows things about them. And they think that they got some kind of a word of knowledge. But notice they never really speak of the future. Here's what they do. They'll They'll speak of the past because they know it and they'll convince the person and the person will believe it. Oh, wow. Yes, how did they know? And now what they will do is they will give you a false prophecy about your future and when you believe it, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's why, and we got people so-called operating in the prophetic, which is really pathetic and they're operating by familiar spirits. 
and they infiltrate churches. I don't tolerate them here. I've kicked people like that out of this church. And people didn't understand it. I don't really care if they understand it or not. One day you'll thank me, maybe in heaven. That's when you'll probably wise up. But it doesn't matter. I just know what I did. And I don't need somebody's approval because I knew, that what, I knew what, exactly what I was doing. We had a lady that came around here saying that the church age was over. We didn't need pastors anymore. Threw it right out of here. Get out of town. You know what it is. It's just a rebellious spirit. It's just an offended rebellious spirit that just, just speaks against authority. It's a Jezebel spirit. Speaks against authority. And an Absalom spirit comes around and gathers people to himself and herself to turn them against the appointed authority to divide. So that's another spirit. You have to deal with that one too. Absalom sits at the city gates and speaks sweet things to people and gathers a following. Lobbies for his or her position and influence. And that, and that working against God-ordained authority. And will turn people against God-ordained authority. So these are the different spirits we see. Lying spirits. Wicked spirits. What did Jesus do? He rebuked them. Acts 19, 15. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know. Paul I know. Who are you? So, amen. Look at Mark eleven twenty four, saying, let us alone. What have we done to you, you Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus commanded them to be silent and cast them out. And don't, don't allow demons to speak to you. If, if a demon manifests through somebody or whatever, don't allow them to speak to you. Don't ask them their name. Don't ask them where they came from, how they, you think they're going to tell you the truth? Stop trying to interview demons. Just tell them to be quiet. That's what you, Jesus did. Be quiet and come out. Hallelujah. So many times what we're dealing with are spirits. And until you take authority over them, you won't be able to, and, and they'll be, Buffeting spirits. A spirit was sent to buffet the Apostle Paul. Spirit sent on assignment to hinder you. To come against you. Come against that the plan and purpose of God being accomplished through you. And you have to rebuke them. They'll come. They'll try to discourage. They'll try to distract. And sometimes you're just dealing with these things. And Wait a minute. Why am I? Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. In the name of Jesus, you foul devil of hell, I take authority over you. I bind you right now. I break your power. And, and you know, we just sometimes let things slide and tolerate them. You got to take authority over those things in your life. When the thoughts attack your mind, you got to take authority over it. When your body is coming under attack, it could be an infirmity. You got to take authority. I'm not going to tolerate this thing. And there's a lot of witchcraft that also is being done there are witches and covens literally praying against churches i would not be surprised if there are witch covens in this city praying against this church i rebuke their foul wicked witchcraft i send it right back to them every curse spoken bounces right off of this church goes right back to them in the name of jesus you cannot curse whom god has blessed 
I send the fire of the Holy Ghost to destroy your wicked works. I break every word spoken out of your mouth. I bind it. I rebuke it. I call it null and void. I command you to cease and desist your operation, you foul spirits. Shut up! That's how you have to deal with them. You don't play with them. Hallelujah. There is a spirit of poverty. There really is a spirit of poverty. It'll come to try to keep you in poverty and lack. You have to take authority. I take authority over this spirit of foul poverty. And I will not allow this poverty mentality. I break it. I cast you out of my life. And then you got to do, you got to come in the opposite spirit. Because what does the spirit of poverty do? It doesn't want you to prosper. It doesn't want you to give. It doesn't want you to believe God. So every time God speaks to you to give and you resist it, you're actually yielding to a spirit of poverty. That's why I teach these things. It's not about getting an offering. It's about getting you to break through. Getting you to understand the operation of the enemy because he doesn't want you to have any money. He doesn't want you to prosper. He doesn't want your business to succeed, fund the end time harvest. He doesn't want you to succeed and employ people, help people, bless people. He doesn't want you to do that. So just understand how many of you have a business here, kingdom business. Guess what? You're going to have to do some spiritual warfare. You're going to have to pray and come against attacks that will try to hinder your business. Don't just say, well, it's just a down month. No, you're under attack. Take authority over it. You're going to prosper. You're going to have the best month. When you're going to have your best month. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I had to deal with another lady. She, she's going on saying that because we had established kingdom business fellowship, I brought in the spirit of antichrist into the church. Spirit of antichrist. Because I'm trying to help uh, encourage Christians to start businesses. The spirit of antichrist. Shut up. Amen. Throw a butt right out of here. You think I'm going to tolerate that? What, what kind of spirit is that that's speaking? Ibrahim, in the spirit of Antichrist, the harlot spirit, I had a vision that the river church was turning into the Babylon, <laughs> the mystery Babylon, the harlot. Shut up. You either had too much hot sauce, pizza, operating by pizza revelation. If you actually had a vision, and then when I confronted it, it said, I had another vision. The building collapsed and crushed Pastor Corey, and he was dead, and the church was over. Shut up, you devil. And people actually thought, really? You, you had that vision? And, and a couple of actually stupid people listened to that garbage. It's only one person that wants me dead. That's the devil. And you speaking death over me, you are full of the devil. And I will rebuke and confront that demonic spirit. You will not. You foul spirit of death. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And people will come and say stuff like that. I've had people trying to put a curse on me. 
call me that I would be dead and all kinds of stuff. That's, not, that's just demonic. Remember the disciples wanted to call down fire, destroy the cities that didn't receive the gospel. Jesus said, you, you don't know what spirit you're of. You, don't you even open your mouth to speak like that. That is a demonic operation. That's actually witchcraft. The moment if you start speaking like that. Be careful who, who you allow to speak into your life. Be careful who you allow to lay hands on you. You don't know where those hands have been. That's why we don't let, let anybody, any Tom, Dick, and Harry come here and lay hands on people. You think I'm going to let... He, well, he's a, she's a prophetess. She's a, no, she's a witch. Or he's a prophet. No, he's a warlock. Wolf in sheep's clothing coming in here to devour the sheep. I got a rod. I'll beat you out of here. So, I mean, I'm just trying to give you some examples of how you deal with these spiritual things. Amen. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.